podcast. Yes. On this America's we were, number one podcast. <laughs> America's <laughs> number one source for safety information for COVID-19. I mean, I'm just going to start lying. I might as well. I mean, telling mm-hmm. the truth doesn't work. So, <laughs> Can't you get arrested you know, now I, for that? I don't know. Like I, News outlets are like getting... I don't know, some getting penalties for that kind of shit, right? Yeah, I always wondered how they, they measure stuff like that when they say, like, like there, I'm pretty sure that there was five shows on simultaneously that were claiming they were the most watched shows. Yeah. So I don't know how you actually... Is that, like, information that you have that you legally have to share and then everybody, like, a, a, a non-judgmental third party or whatever has to look at it and be like, okay... NCIS is the number one watch show in America. <laughs> you can use that in your promos. That's totally fair. <laughs> well, for like COVID stuff, if you put out like fake COVID information, you get like, don't you get in trouble now? I don't know. I feel oh. like I've read that headline. Oh, well, like know. there's lawsuits. Like I think people have lodged some against Fox News or mm-hmm. there's like rumblings of that. But I mean, you mean like regular people? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if it's news, well, I guess news is different. A different standard but like yeah if like we went on the air and we're like guys covid it's over like <laughs> just go ahead well, and take no. your mask off dude there's we're, a whole bunch of people be... with guns in michigan who are saying that <laughs> so uh, i don't know why we would get in trouble <laughs> no yeah we've been cl- our stance on covid has been clear we have to take care of the 5g towers <laughs> first and foremost protect them at all and- costs I'd like to just come out with a hot take and be like, hey, do you guys know gay people can't get it? <laughs> just <saying. laughs> Gay people are immune. So I'm just saying, if you guys want to you know, kiss or something, I mean, I'm t- I mean, I don't want to, but <laughs> if it protects me from COVID, I'll, I mean, I guess I'll you know, be gay, but only to protect me from COVID. I have no Let's be honest. to be gay. I do think straight people have a like culling coming like we are due because we you know what i mean <laughs> like our age <laughs> yeah like straight are you know and also like throughout all of history we've only ever been doing the like bad and it's like almost like there should be a disease <laughs> just to like give one w the it's other way <laughs> god my dog sucks <laughs> I just saw Whitmer's <laughs> the headphones just like collapse on Whitmer's face. He goes to go like pe- play with me, and then he like puts his body over the headphone wire, and then instead of just like calming down, he has to like gyrate his body a thousand times to get out of it, and then my whole computer falls. Oh. So what you're saying is your dog's just humping? Yeah, he's the best. My dog is humping like crazy now. Like yeah. he's, it's so funny. Like he, uh, he, uh, the other night he was like. He's like yelping now. He's like, Arr. like he makes that noise when he's like, oh boy. Out. So he's like, Arr. so he was on the bed with uh, Natasha, and then he like just jumped on her leg and basically just like, he finished. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and then literally like there for, any there was no residue, right? I don't think so. I mean, not it didn't get on her or anything, but his dick was all wet. And then like afterwards, like. Usually when I come into a room, he like goes, <gasps> like he perks up and like his tail starts wagging. He's like looking, trying to see what I'm doing. Dude, he was out. <laughs> he was so, we, like we, like we like pushed him a little bit and he didn't move or he didn't do it. He was like, Ugh. 
whatever. <laughs> it's like I just fucking blew my That list. is a feeling that every man can identify with. <laughs> it's just like that. Uh, yeah. he, asked, he asked Natasha if she needed Uber money. <laughs> So disgusting, but like now he's like, because she didn't know what he was doing. He didn't know that like that, or she didn't know that that was like what was gonna be the result, sort of, because he's so young. But then like, so now he's like, she was on the couch yesterday, and he's like waiting on the couch, like, like, where's my, where's my leg, pussy? (laughs) Yeah, but is he a little bit to you, a little bit have a little more? Attitude. Yeah, he's like, I fucked your girl. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I thought that'd be really funny if you had the balls to do something like it. But like, I read that like dogs are always like not all dogs, but some dogs are always trying to like find out who like the leader of the pack is, who the yeah. alpha is, and like one of their ways of asserting domination over another dog is to hump them. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, if I want my dog to be well behaved, do I have to <laughs> hump my dog? <laughs> like, yeah. Do I have to tackle him down and then wrap him and just start humping him? So he goes, "Oh yeah, he's oh. in charge. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me." I think part of the reason why Beaver's just so spoiled and he does whatever he wants all the time is because I never humped him. I should have. I should have yeah. did it. Yeah, you really should have humped it. <laughs> but then what if he, you know? Starts to really like it, and he's like, "Oh yeah, he's in charge." <laughs> no bullshit, Beavis is gay. Like, we take him to this park, and uh, we're in this like group chat of all these people in my neighborhood who have like s- kind of small dogs. So we uh, like they'll text him like, "Hey, going to the park at twelve thirty? Who's down?" And there's this one dog uh, who, in particular, it's always this dog. Beavis just runs after him humps him tackles him humps him again and it's just like his boyfriend they meet up <laughs> he he runs around trying to get rid of beavis beavis chases him and just eventually gets him and just starts humping him and then the dog runs then beavis humps him and it's like it's always a guy dog yeah so that's his boyfriend in there it's really cute and, like, and the dog is yelping uncontrollably <laughs> <laughs> well, it's such but an thing is what are you supposed to say yeah. like I'm like I, I can't. I can just say sorry to the owner of that dog, but right. I can't make my dog stop humping your dog. I don't. I, other yeah. than just ma- taking him and leaving the, you know, the, yeah. the, the park. There's well, no other way. Wanna, you don't want to suppress your dog's homosexuality. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just like. No, just, you gotta yeah. let them do it, man. I mean, it's you know we can't blame them. They're cooped up all day. Yeah. This is like their only opportunity to hook up, so they're just gonna do it in front <laughs> of you because it's like. It's like this is it's either this or it doesn't happen. So yeah, totally. I don't care that you watch. This is never going to happen for me otherwise. There's a little well, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say uh just and, and also my dog in particular is a French bulldog and um one of the things about them is that all of them have to be artificially inseminated to keep the species going because like they can't actually naturally procreate. So like I have a feeling this that is such an upsetting start to a podcast. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and by the way, I spent $1,700 for this dog. Oh and I think 
I think the reason why the dog cost that much money is because somebody wanted fifteen hundred dollars for having to put cum in another dog. <laughs> like that's really the that's why it costs so much because like this is so gross that I'm gonna charge top dollar because I have to put <laughs> one dog's cum inside of another dog. <laughs> like, well, it's not know, fun. <laughs> that's not a fun thing to do. What's the going rate? Because I'm willing to get my skin in the game. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, sometimes, my point is, is, like, sometimes Beavis, like, will literally get really, like, the urge to hump, but he'll be standing on all fours, and you see his pelvis start to thrust, but he doesn't quite understand what, why he's humping yet. So, I think part of it is, like, since French, like, you know how you can, like, breed traits in and out of species through evolution? I think, in particularly, this dog, like, a hundred years from now, the species, the French bulldog species, none of them will know properly how to Hump anything because it's just going to be <laughs> out of their whole system by then. Oh my god, that's disastrous to think about. Nah, they're cute. <laughs> <laughs> come on, they're just, just come on, they're so cute. I feel like it's they're just all so going to be like barely dog. alive in like a yeah, few years. They're all like, going to be in wheel doggy wheelchairs, just like struggling to breathe. Yeah. They're the first ver like they're the first species to enter Wally like <laughs> like <laughs> fucking French bulldogs and pugs literally are going to just have like electric <laughs> electric wagons. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just gonna become mounds. But hey, you think they're cute, huh? Uh not just me. There's a billion dollar industry, probably. <laughs> yeah, we had true. a we had a uh, um, like we have a little area on the roof where you can just hang out for a bit. But uh, there's this guy up there, and uh, we didn't know anybody was up there, so he has his two like bulldogs up there, and like we bring Louis up there so he can run around, and then he's he comes immediately goes crazy when he sees other dogs. And like at first, it's the like guy? Oh. no, okay. Louis. Okay. <laughs> the guy's like, he's like, get that thing away from me, and he has two giant. <laughs> but Louis just like immediately starts, yeah, the same thing. He just starts sucking their dicks, like, he, <laughs> and oh. he, you just go yeah, like, hey, yeah. uh, I, the only thing you can say in that moment is not like, because you don't know the other guy, so I can't be like, hi, oh, sucking his dick, huh? You gotta be like, oh no, Louis, no! Get that out of your mouth! <laughs> yeah. Come on, <laughs> have more respect for yourself. Uh, all right, Louis, no, no. <laughs> it's just too awkward to be like, hey, he's sucking. Like we both see that this dog is sucking. Are you serious? Wait, yeah. what? Your dog actually does this? Yeah, he yeah, looks, my dog. Yeah. does too. Suck? Are I mean, you serious? I don't know if they so suck, is, but they just definitely so, lick. Yeah, oh, they, they okay. smell. They definitely smell and lick. But uh, it's like for Beavis, it's like if there's a small dog that he can hump, he humps it. If it's a big dog that he can't hump, he happily just sucks its dick. <laughs> like it's like whatever. I, I'll, I'll just this is fine for me too. I'm I'm, in, I'm for everything. I, hey, little you you do me, I do you, right? <laughs> yeah, totally fine. <laughs> so like, especially like if you take him to the park and there's like six or seven dogs. The funniest thing is when you see one big dog that's tall running around. And then underneath of him is my dog trying to keep up with him just so he can keep sucking his dick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, get back, get back. Let me finish. Come on, I, I wasn't finished sucking your dick yet. Come on, man. What are you? You're not even done. <laughs> not now, dude. I want to keep playing. <laughs> oh, no. Just, just let me run, man. Yeah. Oh, man. 
Happy Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Party. Uh, Christian, how is it for you? With you know, You're the one who has Hispanic roots, man. Oh, uh, not doing anything. I think I'm going to go to the supermarket and grab like some taco stuff, but that's about it. And hopefully I can, I think I might get like a bottle of Patron or something. Speaking of, can I, huh? He's not Mexican. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a Mexican holiday. Yeah, I know. It, uh, it affects me as much as it does you. <laughs> you're closer to it than certainly Wimmer, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I eat a lot of tacos. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, I have cocoa on uh, it today. Mm. Yeah, just <laughs> do you um speaking of the word roots, this is have we ever talked about the, <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> no, the worst tattoo of all time. No. Oh, Mike Schwenderman, one of my friends. Oh my Oh boy! <laughs> uh, legend. He had a tattoo, giant tattoo on his arm, that it was so unmetaphorically on the nose. It was to talk about his roots, and the it was just two, just giant roots, and one was a Russian flag, and one was an American flag, and. I love it because it's just so. It's like, oh wow, man! I get what you're trying to say with yeah. this one. <laughs> I thought you were funny. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. no, I just thought this story was going to be about how he had a a, a tattoo about the movie Roots. Yeah, like, me too. That's fucking insane. <laughs> I'm gonna say Shreddy's crazy. I don't know if yeah. he went that far, but I guess no. he did. Yeah, he'd be more likely to have American History X. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so silly to me. Good old Schrenderman. But you know what's crazy about that? Like, if you were a white dude with a Roots tattoo, like Kuta Kinte on your back, like, black people couldn't be that mad at you. You know what I mean? Like, it's a tattoo that's like, I mean, it is Roots. <laughs> like, it's not like, he's saying, he loves it so much. David Cross had this really funny bit about having a um, a license plate on his car. Uh, it was like the Martin Luther King Jr. license plate, and then the license plate would read NGRLVR. And <laughs> 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 it's like, <laughs> at one point, it's like, how mad can you be? I mean, you're like mad, yeah. but like, I mean, I don't know. What? That's Martin Luther King on it? Like, <laughs> so, that's hilarious. Uh, that's very funny. So what do you do? What are you guys doing? What are you doing up in Maine, Brett? Uh, hey, I've uh, most recently. I apologize. Can you can you hear saws in construction? No, I, I can't. can't. No. Okay, good. Um, I've most recently. I've been applying for uh, jobs. Hmm. So, um, like in I Maine, like, cause, I haven't been able to get unemployment, so getting unemployment has been so impossible and difficult that I've decided <laughs> I have to get a job, which makes me want to say the system works. <laughs> <laughs> the system works, everybody. That's how we know. I'm, I'm, so I've been applying for those contact tracer positions, Um which has made me laugh just because contact tracers to be a person who would basically call up people who have 
tested positive for COVID, figuring out where they've been, who they've been in contact with, and then getting in contact with those people and telling them, you know, hey, like, stay put kind of thing. Yeah. Or that they've interacted with a person who's recently had COVID, so they should get tested. Whatever. I've been applying for those jobs, and it's just made me laugh because, like, on one cover letter, I feel like I, like... Related, I don't know if I should relate. I like kind of tried to relate stand up comedy to <laughs> it. <laughs> and, like, all day at my job, I you know, I use words to communicate. Stand up comedy is about communication, and it just feels like I don't know. I hope they buy this. Is this really a job that requires a cover letter? Like, <laughs> Some of them have- have asked for it and I've given it my best shot. Yeah. Dude, uh, I, I feel like I don't know if I would trust you at this position. I feel like it's the letting you call, like giving you phone numbers of people to call is going to turn your gears for so many prank ideas that you don't even <laughs> care. You don't even care if like you just you're so in love with pranking that you you don't even need anybody to like be witness to your prank for you to enjoy the prank. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let people die because for a laugh. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying you could just get a phone number and call and be like, hey, you you know Phil, right? They're <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, Phil. He said he said that he came in contact with you intimately. Like he kind of insinuated that you guys were. I don't know, screwing around, but anyway, he has COVID. <laughs> and then she'd be like, Who's who is this guy? I'm like, I don't know, but he's convinced that he gave you COVID, so how you feeling? It's so but funny. I'm, it feels yeah. like I mean that that is one way to do it, but it's like it, it's funny, it feels like they should have had this for STDs already. You know what I mean? Like this should have been a job already. For like well, hey. that that onus always fell on the person with the original S T D testing right. positive. Right, but then you you uh you know outsource that work <laughs> to, to brett and you go hey can you call these five people and let them know that they may or may not have herpes it would be funny to just it's funny to outsource it to anyone but it would be funny if there was like that traditional indian call center <laughs> <laughs> Hello, this is Mike. <laughs> I've an Indian guy calling you. I'm just to be like, uh, "Hello, you have herpes from Jessica." <laughs> oh, but yeah. So that's uh, that's what's been latest in my neck of the woods. Whitmer, Whitmer on that man that gravy train. How is it, dude? <laughs> <laughs> that sweet, sweet unemployment. There was like, I'm going to be honest, there was like a moment of idiotic, I have to like override and tell myself that like, like I'm, I'm only happy for people who are able to get it. Does this make sense? (laughs) I have this, this, like I have no, like everyone should get it. So I'm happy for people who got it. Yeah. So this is the thing that I, I don't know if our, any, anybody listening is aware of. Maybe you are because you're trying to get unemployment in your state. But here in New York, it's like I, I was laid off on like Monday, March 15th or 14th, whatever the day was. And I was pretty diligent about calling where literally I would call three, four, five, six times a day. And I just happened to get through like that Thursday. And then that by Sunday. 
that Sunday I, I was say, claiming, and I've been yeah. getting it ever that I like I could literally have been getting unemployment consistently since I got laid off. But from everybody else I've talked to, and it's not just you and your brother. It's been oh yeah, no, a, I'm not like so many, but no, but so many people uh, who uh, desperately need money have literally can't get a hold of the unemployment office they can't like if they get through and submit their application then when they go to file something happens there's like it's it's insane and it's kind of crazy how like no one's talking about this as like a major uh story because it's like because everybody is talking about the record number of people on unemployment i'm like wondering like is it like if you were if the people who have been trying to get unemployment would that number double (laughs) because there's a lot of people i know who can't get it no, totally. I think, yeah, I want to be clear. I'm not, like, saying woe is me or... Oh, I know. I wasn't saying uh, that. No, or anything. But yeah. I, I do think they're... I mean, it's all about appearances. It's all about looking like they're trying to get you. Because I have actually talked with a claims agent, which is the next step. I yeah. got through one morning after... And, it, you know, I'm six, seven, eight times a day calling Whitmer is adorable. By the way, that is pedestrian numbers. <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, but that's because you were early about that. Like, and I think what you were very responsible by being diligent, like on an early as soon as possible basis. Whereas people like me who and I've been kind of like in the mid zone. I don't think I've sat on my thumb or sat on my ass, but you know. You were, yeah, so I should have been better. Well, but no, that's the thing, though. I have friends who were just as diligent, if not more diligent, than I was, and they still not gone out of unemployment. And then another a friend of mine, like, I did pretty early start calling, and maybe that did help, and maybe more people as they got laid off of call, and that's backed up things more. But I have a friend of mine who their job <clears throat> was going to pay them well, because they didn't see this as, I guess, being as permanent as it's been and he was getting paid for like three or four weeks and then his business decided hey look we can't pay you anymore we're, we're gonna you know basically close up so so then he had to start trying to get unemployment after three weeks so yeah. that's even that's so them paying him for three weeks actually screwed him when it came to unemployment because like right. he can't like he can't get on it and he calls yeah. every day so it just I, I don't know man it's just I feel bad for people I yeah I think you have a moral responsibility to split it with your friends I think is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's crazy because no. I've, I've seen like articles and like people on like reddit talking about their experiences and like it's gotten to the point where there's some people who are just like memorize the numbers so they're like if you want to yes. get in you got to do two one two three four it's four five code. seven dude it's grand theft auto i'm literally <laughs> up down a b x y for yeah. for limited employment and then um, once you get to the final boss which is the call center then you gotta <laughs> ask for jonathan i talked to the call center dude i didn't i gotta tell you about my conversation with the new york call center guy because this dude goes all right um and he did have an accent and i'm whatever i don't do a great accent but I don't, it doesn't matter it's not like i'm a serious actor but he was like all right um okay you're in the system you're good and i had to go like whoa what and he goes the, there it's gonna be there you have to file your section c you're good i gotta go like I got he literally said, "I gotta go." I got. He said, "I got calls," <laughs> and I stopped him and I go, "Honestly, dude, I'm not good. I don't know. 
I do not feel I've been helped and I don't know the scope of what I need to do. I had to stop him and slow it down. And he goes, he had like, Ugh. all right, all right, they're, you're eligible. They're just going to be there. And uh, then he hung up on me. And <laughs> it was literally like a seven and a half minute call, seven minute call. And I was just like, oh, my God. But so since that moment when he said you're good, now you filed your claims and you just still haven't gotten any money yet. Yeah, so I it's now when I I can still file the claim. Now I can like file a claim that button exists, and I file it, and then when I go to past payments, it's zero dollars. Like they're paying me zero dollars, but yeah. I'm filing a claim. But then also, when I call and get through the thing, it'll go your payment like is pending, uh, uh, okay. or not your payment. Your claim is pending, but mm-hmm. I also am making a claim. It's just walked, and you know. I I never for a moment thought I had it even after I talked with the guy because I was just like <laughs> yeah yeah my favorite thing about the situation is when at one point Cuomo said the governor of New York said from now on don't he literally goes like you will get a call from a raid agent within 3 days if you've already filed and it just made me laugh because it was like yeah don't call us we'll call you <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like you ever like put like put like an order in like at a like a drive through or like over the phone yeah. and when you're as soon as you were done and you you heard them go all right you just knew that they didn't have it they you're like they didn't there's they no didn't way they I asked for no tomatoes and she didn't repeat it back to me there's no way this is coming without tomatoes <laughs> yeah you're like, like, yeah <laughs> heard that one before buddy <laughs> did you ever hear that uh, that Dan Shacky joke where he's like he's like I ordered a pizza at a hotel one time. And uh, it was just like, uh, hey, uh, can you send me a pizza? And they're like, yeah, we got it. And then they hung up, and he's like, they didn't <laughs> they didn't get my address or anything. And then he goes, but the pizza came. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Like that uh, Louie joke where he's like, he walked into the deli and was like, yeah, uh, take me a sandwich. And the guy just made him a sandwich and didn't ask him <laughs> what he wanted. Um, so. that's, that's so crazy, man. The... Um, the trials, I, I, yeah, the trials of like unemployment. So like, I, so you're like, I get up and call. Sorry, go ahead, Grace. No, no, no. I was just like, it's just so you're in the system and like, you're technically like, um, able to like get unemployment, but they just I, haven't processed it. I'm able to claim weekly benefits, but there's just no weekly benefits, right? Even um, though I qualify even though i also was told i qualified by a guy yeah but this what, guy was trying so hard to get off the phone with me <laughs> who would have thought i was masturbating on it <laughs> <laughs> oh boy well, um they, they, no, i'm but, sure they have so many that it's like but like honestly though like i get it and there's like a million but also like how long does it take to like what exactly are the steps they have to do to process that you would assume i don't that, know yeah, I don't think much. I think it's all about appearances, and everyone just says we're doing it. We hired a thousand new customer call reps. There, you know, because in other countries, Canada, who's right next door, everything I've read online is like they're they're like I filed it, and within two days, it was there. Yeah, and it took fifteen. Like they're like it took five ten minutes, and so I don't care if it's a liberal or conservative state it's clear that like 
it's not like because there are conservative states that I think like Florida, Florida's like even Florida's like apparently their unemployment system is like nakedly designed to like not help anyone. Like <laughs> I think their number is like com like unfortunately crazy high where like millions have applied and like thirty thousand people are on it or something. It's like more yeah. than like, Harvard. <laughs> It's because, like, what they do is they do it to keep their unemployment statistics down. Like, um, that's what Trump did. So, like, when when Obama was president, like, the way unemployment was, and let's just say, because I don't know the numbers, but let's just say under Obama, like, you could be under, you could be unemployment for 20 weeks. Well, Trump came in and said, no, you can be on unemployment for 10 weeks. So now... Anybody who gets unemployment for 10 weeks and then can't get it anymore, all of a sudden is not uh, considered statistically as an unemployed person, whether they have a job or not. So then all of a sudden, your unemployment rate goes down because your unemployment rate is based off of how many people are on unemployment. Right. And then they, so then you could just be like, well, my unemployment rate is down below, lower than Barack Obama's was. And it's like, well, yeah, because your unemployment lasts half as long as his did. So, right. I mean, it's- uh, it's just all, and it's all fake. It doesn't even nothing is real. It just well, it's like we shouldn't. Money. We should always look at what like we need to even maybe change the term unemployed to like if if because there's a world in which we can let people work less, and it's probably good to err on the side of enabling that just because. So even if you can view it as unemployed or whatever, if someone cannot work for an extra maybe 10 weeks or not even not work, but just have that 10 weeks to look for a position. Yeah. That just helps people. Yeah. And it's our, it's our money. Like it comes from our tax dollars. We pay into unemployment as a pool. Yeah. So this idea that like the money is, isn't ours or we should be grateful to get what we get right. or whatever is horseshit. Cause it's fucking our money. It's yeah. our money. It's not, that, that's the thing. Yeah, the Wimmer, stimulus... your money is our money. So, <laughs> so cough it up. <laughs> the, the, the stimulus is literally taxpayer money that went back to us. And people are like, ooh, oh the government gave me $1,200. It's like, that's your money. <laughs> but it's And then it's funny because that number is so paltry. It's I know. It's so really paltry, especially for New Yorkers, which is why we're kind of idiots. But it is so paltry that it's the i don't know man like i understand companies need to exist but it's like why are they being taken better care of than actual people yeah it happens all the time like the idea of big businesses um need all this tax money and all these tax breaks and all this other stuff so they can you know put it back into the employers and and hire more people is so beyond absurd because one, so many big businesses waste so much money doing shit that, um, like, you don't, like, if if they ran the corporation, like, a, a very conservative person would run their own personal uh, yeah. finances, they could save a whole bunch of money just doing that, but they don't do that. They throw money at shit all the time. Like, how many needless commercials do you need? Like... If right. Papa John's, if Papa John's took cut back fifteen percent of their advertisement money, would their sales suffer in any way at all? Yeah. Would people be like, "Oh, I forgot to Papa John's doesn't exist"? So, like <laughs> all that money, Papa John's bitches and complains about having to give their employees health care. Just take ten percent off of your your fucking promotional budget and put it into health care for your employees. I mean, would anybody notice the like the twelve less commercials a year, <laughs> like? 
Like, people, you can be cutthroat and make decisions and then pay your employees, but they purposely don't. And then they get bailed out whenever anything goes wrong, or they get tax breaks every year. They don't have to pay any taxes. So, like, there's no consequence to their shitty behavior. So, like, the way people hate affluent, spoiled, like, uh, trust fund kids is, like, every business is a trust fund kid because it benefits from everything. So they haven't had to do, like, real work in so long because they'll either get bailed out or get tax breaks. That's yeah, I couldn't agree more. I and I've even heard people call it like corp, some corporations like that's the actual quote unquote welfare queen. You're yeah. like actually, yeah. but yeah, I'm not like sincerely. That actually is what a quote unquote welfare queen looks like because the amount of welfare that they're getting is like it's astronomical like they don't i don't you just know see the the ceo of ge with like rollers in his hair come out and ask for more money <laughs> <laughs> they fuck yeah like they fucking remake precious but with the actual people who are really the quote-unquote traditional or whatever that's so funny. i would I would love for like all these businesses to have to call in to like the hotline numbers. Like we have to call into yeah. unemployment or people have to call in to get their food stamps or EBCs and all that shit. I would love for them to have to just do that to get their tax breaks or bailouts. Like I would almost be like, that's fine. If I know that it's Jeff annoying. Bezos has to get on the phone and punch in his numbers and then wait for on hold for four hours, then I'll be like, all right, they can have the tax breaks. Yeah, that's the thing. That's <laughs> that's the law, though. Like they can't and they can't hire somebody to do it for him. It has to be the CEO yeah, of the company, and he has to like yeah. like time out. It's got to be four hours, and he's just got to <laughs> be on hold. And that's it. Yeah, and he yeah, he needs to hit two four eight. Nine two one, and it's got to be, and he's got to call from a specific phone in Washington D.C. in a room, in a blank room, and it's not a cordless phone whatsoever. It's like a phone <laughs> on a desk <laughs> with a cord, and he can't take his cell phone in with yep. him either. <laughs> <laughs> but what song does the hold play? What song? What's um, the hold? Oh man. Play? Good Charlotte's lifestyles of the rich. <laughs> <laughs> to really That's stick perfect. it to him. God, I, I, was gonna, I was gonna say. Uh, I was gonna say she fucking hates me. <laughs> oh, yeah. But. But that song, that Good Charlotte song, is the perfect song. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. They have to listen to that song. That was the original Brett being like, dude, we're fucking sticking it to the man here. <laughs> I was like, dude, they don't get it. They're just, they got mansions. Like, it's like, it's so true. I was like, these guys just get it. That's just raw. That's amazing. That's really fun. Um, but see, what's the name? You know, I think I realized. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I talked over you. No, I was just saying, I, uh, I, I don't know if I said this before, but Steve Nuchin was uh or Mnuchin was mm -hmm. the guy who was like I mean the treasurer I think he's the treasury secretary is that I think it's him but he was like he came out and said that uh yes treasury treasury secretary uh suggesting that coronavirus stimulus payments could last people 10 weeks and it's just funny <laughs> 1200 bucks it's just like the, that exact song of like you don't get it man but that is hilarious. Like that's uncomically terrible of a, a estimation. Yeah, like I, 
I mean, you wonder what his check is like, but that to me just goes like, yeah, that's that same attitude of like, yeah, you should be happy that we gave you that money. Like, oh, you mean our money? Yeah, yeah that's, that, that's what. That's the truth of it. Trump wanted his name on it or whatever. Yeah, it's fucking mine, dude. Ugh. That's that is. I mean, Trump will make sure his last thing in office is putting his face on currency. I guarantee <laughs> he will fucking break the executive order. He doesn't care. Print me on currency. All right, now I'm out. Or he'll just launch a. a cryptocurrency when he's out of office called Trump bucks or something. You know, it's crazy. We were just talking about how like, uh, like these companies could do different stuff with their money. It's just insane. Yeah. When you like think of like how much the movie do little cost and it made like no money and what that money could have been spent on <laughs> <laughs> like that movie do little cats cost 90 to a hundred million dollars. Do little cost $175 million. And you just go like, man, that's just it's just gone. <laughs> 175 million dollars. The, the good thing about this though is most of that money went to paying the that's crew, true. the actors, the people who were like promoting the movie. So like it was a bunch of rich assholes who go, all right, we'll spend 175 million dollars because we know that we'll get tenfold back at the box office yeah so the only people who got fucked there were the rich investors who threw money into doolittle yeah <laughs> I, right. I do think it's i do think it's really funny though because that movie got so panned i like the av club who by the way the onion <laughs> av club i fucking hate them so they're the most snarky dishonest shitty people somebody this is literally the headline of the Doolittle review uh, that they wrote. They wrote, uh, so-and-so on our staff sat through Doolittle so you wouldn't have to. Here's his <laughs> review. And I, I wrote back to him. I go, it's a children's movie, you fucking dicks. You are all these snarky 26-year-old writers in New York City. Dude, that movie's not. It's for fucking children, and you're ripping it apart? Like, eat a dick, dude. What? Like, what? Like, how do you have that? That'd be like if I ripped apart the Winnie the Pooh movie to be like, it's so childish and stupid. Yeah, dude, it's supposed to be. You fucking idiot. <laughs> I hate how Dora talks to the camera trying to <laughs> basic addition. Like we all obviously all know what two plus three is. This is pointless. Like a, a like a big blockbuster children's movie like that. The that movie can't be bad because it's for kids. Don't know. They just want to see the fucking stuff. They don't but like. They also, don't care about maybe art. Yeah, but they, I think kids can kind of a little bit recognize that something stunk. And here's my example of a recent... My brother took his kids to see... Um, they saw the Baby Shark concert. <laughs> okay. I, that one song, that one song is somehow an entire concert. Yeah. Probably little kids, <laughs> little kids just need like... A, three-minute concert i don't know how they did it but they oh, by the way I, I love how it's not uh a concert of the name of that band who sang the baby shark they're so <laughs> insignificant that they go by the song that people know them by <laughs> like the baby i who who wrote it 
I assume whoever wrote it is honestly a billionaire. But because whoever wrote it, if it, let's just say it's like uh, Fred Savage wrote that song, that's not a good example. It's just an actual person. But if you're going to like, I'm going to a, a Fred Phillips concert, you'd be like, who? You'd be like, oh, the guy who did the Baby Shark. It's just easier to say I'm going to the Baby Shark concert. <laughs> Dude, we need to do a fucking amazing rendition where it's like Stevie Wonder, yeah. <laughs> Paul McCartney. <laughs> Get all of the legendary musicians that are, are still alive. Bruce Springsteen. You know what I mean? Like, why don't they do a baby? That, that would be a great. What if they made Baby Shark fucking mind-blowing like we are the world baby shark <laughs> yeah, <that's okay>. yeah. <laughs> and the, the proceeds uh, go toward saving sharks or something i don't know but i think it would be dope you just have bob dylan in there for some reason baby shark, yeah, 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 yeah. awful voice yeah. is tom waits dead tom waits yeah still i think alive. so i think yeah, he's dead probably. that's he what uh I don't know, man. That's there's so many old rockers who are dead and dying. No, he's still alive. Is he? For some reason, I thought he was dead. A, yeah, when Bill Weathers died, I was like, I thought he was already dead. <laughs> mm. Unless it's the Mandela effect, and he, we're in another reality where he's actually alive. Why? How is Nelson Mandela involved in that? It's because a bunch of people remember him dying in jail. Or feel like they remember him dying in jail for some reason. I honestly thought it was because of the Morgan Freeman people were like, oh, that's Nelson Mandela. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's the Mandela effect. You just see it. Like, some people did that. And I was like, I mean, I guess, but no. Dude, did you see fucking Nelson Mandela in the Dark Knight, bro? (laughs) So good. Oh, Dude, I watched this movie called The Bucket List with Jack Nicholson and Nelson Mandela. Yeah. It was the fucking best movie I've ever seen. I watched a show Mr. Robot with Freddie Mercury, and it was like really good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, this is a true story. I didn't like you learn everything as a kid, everything at some point, and I didn't know. Like, I had to learn the concept of an actor. Yeah, and like, oh, it's a movie. Like, it's a it's a fake they're putting on a show of costumes and everything. Yeah. And one I learned it with was Jim Carrey because I remember watching like Liar Liar. I mean like, wait, what is Ace Ventura doing in this? (laughs) (laughs) And then like, I remember being like, Oh, I love Ace Ventura in Liar Liar. Like he's so fun. (laughs) I knew Jim Carrey as Ace Ventura for a little bit. You're like, why isn't he talking out of his ass? (laughs) Like, what is this? (laughs) The only that time that so funny. The only time that happens is like with crossovers with sitcoms, like uh, when like Kramer would be on like an episode of uh, Just Shoot Me or something like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that's the only time you would see them pop in. You'd be like, "Wait, what's that? What's Kramer doing here?" And it's actually Kramer. Wait, did that happen? I mean, there. I know that like uh, like Seinfeld was on a couple of Mad About You episodes. Like they they always yeah. do that cross promotional stuff where like. Uh, the the Simpsons and Family Guy did it probably the most recently where they did a crossover episode or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, that happens. That happens in TV uh, more than anything else. I remember that was a big deal for me when I saw uh, they did. You remember TGIF or yeah, I guess yeah. it was TGIF. So they did like Step by Step, Family Matters, Boy Meets World, and like some other show and Full House probably. And there was like a week or something or like a weekend where they were all like Urkel's going to show up in in Full House and like. 
Boy Meets World is going to show up on Family Matters or something like that. And I was like, it's happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's all conversion. <laughs> like, I was excited as I was excited for Avengers. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that's probably very similar to like uh, when the, the, all the Marvel characters are in the same movie. You're like, this yeah. is so dope. <laughs> Yeah, but they even pulled that one off, which was pretty impressive. Just the fact that they kind of did it. There's always like a. It's so funny though, but there's always like a moment of where they have to be meta about it. Like, there's no way to do it and not like make a meta joke about like, I don't know. Like Steve Urkel shows up and he's like, "Wow, this is a full house." <laughs> like, you're like, there's just no other reason to do it if you're not going to make that joke, you know. <laughs> right you or know like, what? yeah go ahead Sorry. or like one of the olsen twins says like oh did i do that <laughs> before he gets to say it it's like it's not enough that steve urkel is standing in their living room <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> they're like really they're weird and to set this point that he's here how crazy this is we need little michelle tanner to say his catchphrase <laughs> I appreciate how much the Olsen twins are not in the public eye. I think that's like the coolest thing. They like they're so rich by, I mean they're thirty three. Like that's crazy young. Like they're so rich and so. I mean, not even they don't even want to be famous anymore. That like their other sister is like the most famous one now. (laughs) And they yeah they well they don't act anymore and they just are aren't they like jewelry and makeup like. Yeah. Designs and then like they're they just can put their name on a some cosmetics thing and it instantly instant like two hundred million dollars in sales. I think they yeah. started like something. I think they started young, obviously, and they had their own line. But now like they've just taken their name off like this designer stuff and they just make like designer clothes. Yeah, because I was gonna say because I don't know if because what they were really big when when we were kids. Um, because they were obviously, I think they're like a year or two older than me, so about 15 years younger than Christian. Um, <laughs> so it's so dumb that. I, uh, sorry, uh, getting back to business here. Uh, they had all these like. We need they had all these, discussion. Like, like anyway, next time. <laughs> like. Girls I went to school with, like fifth and sixth grade, would have like their stuff, like like their yeah. folders and their backpacks, and then it became like cosmetics. So like, teeny bopper girls would be buying their makeup, but like right. nowadays, teenagers now have no fucking idea who the Olsen twins are. Yeah. Um. So like, they had to have somehow diversified their makeup line to just be some sort of makeup line that doesn't have their names on it because no one's going to buy a Mary Kate and Ashley makeup line now especially like a teeny bopper girl because they, they have no like uh, frame of reference for who the Olsen twins really are but then it's also like yeah but that's also where the real real money is like being a successful high end one yeah. is yeah. How you, like being a successful for everyone brand first off that's like so much work you have to sell so many to make money it's yeah. it can be done and obviously they did that but then they also probably conquered the next like sphere of success which is the less work less you just way higher margins because it's a luxury brand or it's designer yeah and they could have a reality tv show on bravo tomorrow if they oh, wanted yeah. to and, oh, and they just choose not to because that 
lifestyle being famous. And we saw Macaulay Culkin too cashed out and was like, now he has a podcast and he's like, yeah. you know, has no ambition of ever being in anything ever again. I know. It's he's like awesome. that, the lifestyles, like, you got to wonder how, because. You know, you have other child actors like Seth Green and like uh, uh, that McDermott guy or whatever, who maybe like they weren't huge megastars when they were children. They were just working actors like Kevin O'Connell and guys, people like that. And now that they still work in the business, probably because they just never got burnt out of it. But like someone like the Olsen twins and someone like uh, Macaulay Culkin, like had to have been exposed to just so much shit when they were kids that they just got so sick of it. They're like, I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. like Macaulay who like emancipated him famously emancipated himself yeah. from his like parents. And that was like I don't know, when you get like child actors it's not like a it's obviously like a trope at this point, but it's like child actors get so abused emotionally and physically um that like it's rare that they ever turn out well. Like Ron Howard is like a a good example of one that like turned out okay and like I'm trying to think of like some other ones. But, Jason like, Bateman wasn't like Jason, Jason Bateman, yeah. And uh, trying to think, there's like one famous one, but like even Robert Downey Jr. was like a sort of like a teen actor to some degree. Um, yeah, I mean, there's like a uh, Seth Green and then uh, the guy who was in um, Entourage was in a bunch of kids movies, like yeah. Disney movies that we watched. Joseph Gordon, I mean, he's yeah, pretty yeah, nice. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but again, like, I don't know if any of them were, like, the megastar child actor the way, like, Macaulay Culkin was or the Olsen Twins yeah. were. Yeah. So that's probably why they were able to sustain a career, because they just got something every few years, and they just made enough money, and then they never... Even now, I mean, Seth Green was in the Austin Powers movies, but it's not like that guy is, like, some... Like, the paparazzi are stalking, you know, Seth yeah, Green. Be- he just makes cartoons and stuff now. Yeah, but being in that franchise is forever. Like, just like the royalty checks he gets, I better like, I bet he gets like, like ten thousand dollar royalty checks, and it's nothing to him or Ooh, something crazy. Yeah, maybe, maybe. higher. Well, maybe it depends he, on like the contracts and stuff. Well, you got to think about like, dude, Seth Green is like, you forget he was in Austin Powers. So anytime Austin Powers, any of those three movies are on TV, he gets a check. Anytime he's on like can't hardly wait or whatever tv show he was on yeah he gets a check every family guy episode he gets a check every robot but it depends episode. though oh because oh he was on depends. family guy family guy or okay yeah <laughs> i mean he, did, he he does chris's voice on family guy and a bunch of other voices on family guy he did robot chicken too but it also depends on the contract too because from what i understand like seinfeld and larry david uh and seinfeld's manager um owned like all of Seinfeld so yeah. like when when they have resold the rights to Seinfeld to at one point it was Hulu then Netflix and then uh, some other platform or whatever like all of the actors of Seinfeld didn't get anything from that but they do get residuals from it being viewed but it all depends on the contract that they signed which is kind of funny like if you're like Julia Julie Julia Louis-Dreyfus who obviously uh, is not hard up for cash by any means but it's kind of weird to be you know, such a pinnacle part in a show, and then the show gets sold over and over and over again, uh, and then you don't get a dime of that money. It's a little weird. Yeah, uh, that, that is true. But then it also is like, it's like your heart can't yearn for when a sports star doesn't get that high of a contract. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Unless Anytime you're fucking... Someone- 
Tom Brady took a pay cut. I'm like, no, he didn't. He already had $250 million, and his wife is worth $400 million. So there's no such thing as pay cuts. Unless you watch Don't the... Act- Sorry, uh, unless you watch the Jordan documentary. Because I was watching the the uh, Jordan documentary, and I was like, God, dude, Scotty so Pippen got fucked. <laughs> but dude, they, don't, they making, all did. Yeah. I've heard that, actually. Someone, I've seen that been written. What happened with Scotty Pippen? There's the contracts that they signed were just really bad. And, like, the NBA isn't like it was now where, like, if you sign a contract and you outperform the contract, you can opt out at certain times or uh, and demand one. Armani here and there, but Scottie Pippen basically signed a long contract early in his career that just was like minuscule uh, towards the uh, end of his career when he was so. And like Ma- Magic Johnson, honestly, did the same thing. You know, Ma- Magic Johnson in like the 1980s signed a contract. It was like a 20-year, 20 million dollar contract. And at the time, people were like, "A 20 million dollar contract? That's insane!" And then it's over the course of 20 years. And yeah, like, dude, he's like he. And it's just like that's such a that's pennies compared to what Magic Johnson's value is yeah. on the court, and like how many jerseys he sold, and just he was the face of the NBA for ten years. Yeah, and then Jordan was after that. But yeah, Jordan honestly, Jordan didn't make shit either until his last couple years. Like his last year, I think he made thirty million for the season, and then yeah. like maybe a year before that, he made a good amount. But he was drastically underpaid too because these guys took these long stable contracts which were like nine years 18 million dollars which is like it sounds good when you're a rookie but then when yeah. you're six years into your deal and you're the third best player in the league and you're getting yeah. paid like the you're sixth most screwed. on your team yeah you're getting was, screwed exactly in the documentary they to say be Scottie clear, Pippen, always, yeah go ahead christian yeah, no, yeah sorry yeah, sorry yeah. Hey, just real quick with uh in the documentary they say scotty pippen was the second uh most the second best player in the nba and the 122nd highest paid player and you go like wow to the point where he was supposed to get surgery that he uh he took surgery instead of taking it on the off season he just did it like he's like fuck it i wanted to have a summer so he did it at the beginning of like preseason and just like totally fucked i guess fucked over the bulls but not really but no but it's like that's like so human that like sorry he wasn't just being like skin for the Bulls' greatness when he's n- relative to his talent, clearly being vastly well, undercompensated. I mean, it, it was a decision that he made that put yeah. himself over the team, which in a vacuum is like a selfish thing to do. But if you consider the context of like, you know, when you're playing at a top five player in the whole league and you're paid 122nd, then there's a little bit of equity that you're owed that you're you're basically doing all that on exactly. the house. So, like, and, if you did a selfish thing uh, to, you know, get surgery at the beginning of the season instead of during the summer and it hurts your team, it's like, well, they hurt you by not paying you what you're worth. So Exactly. And it relates to, I feel like, owners of stuff will almost hold ransom that idea of loyalty and team oneness yeah. and unity, yep. even though they're the ones benefiting most from it or yeah. benefiting solely yeah. from it like scotty hate- pippen being in this vacuum of a case being really really loyal it's like like you said he hasn't really benefited from that loyalty so why should he have to be completely loyal it's why i hate what bill belichick loyalty- and the patriots yeah. it's like the patriots have this the patriot way quote unquote and the patriot way is 
so anti-player. It's basically, hey, I want all of you guys to pay to be paid below what you're worth, and I want you to sacrifice for the greater good for the team. But the second that that player loses a step, they get fucking harshly released or traded the next, the very next day that Belichick notices. So it's all he's he gets viewed as like. Uh, this guy who has all these people who have a, who believe in his cause and shit, but he's a tyrant. He's like that's like so yeah. fucked up that there's there's no goodwill you can establish. It's all completely black and white. Is if you can perform, you're on the team, but you can only get paid this much money. The second you can't perform, you're gone. Yeah. And it's like that's the harshest fucking way to be. Like I, I I understand that it has results, but you know what has results? Being a dictator, you can get more results than if you're the president of the United States, but that doesn't make it better. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's all bullshit. It's all, yeah. I mean, not to get on this again, which I always do, but like it just, yeah, immediately reminds me (laughs) of Vince McMahon because like he signs these, you know, it's secret of my, Chris, go crazy. It is my day. Thank you. Uh, But he signs these guys. <laughs> he signs these guys to these contracts, and as soon as like he he's, it's just crazy to me. He signs them, and then he doesn't use them. So they're just like sitting in the back eating catering, and they don't get on TV. But they still have to fly out, and still have to rent a car, and still have to do all this shit. And they're they're independent contractors because he doesn't want to pay for their health care and shit. But exactly. they they're not allowed to work anywhere else. And then. That's illegal. They have no compete clauses. It's these. It's just like the craziest thing. And then like when they want to leave, when they go, "Hey, can I get my release?" He goes like, "Fuck you! I'm adding more time to the contract." Um, and uh, like he won't release money. No, they he, they don't release people. Like if you get hurt, the thing is, if you get hurt and you you're out for two months they will tack that time onto the end of the year contract. So let's say you get hurt and then you're like, you're not even using me when I came back and was ready. They're like, so can I leave? Can you just release me from my contract? They're like, well, we're tacking on those two months just to like, just to like be like, you're not leaving when you want to leave. You're leaving when I say you can leave. Is there a wrestling union? No, they've been trying. Uh, this is a great story. Jesse, uh, governor of Minnesota, Jesse, the body. Ventura. Tried to start a union, uh, I think before WrestleMania two or three or something. He was like, "Look, we got the biggest event of the year. If we all come together and say we want to start a union, and we're not working that show, um, unless you give us what we want, they have to do it." Yeah. So, um, so whatever it, they tried to do it, but it got squashed, and he never knew who uh, who squashed it or whatever. And then, ah, uh, oh, Beavis. <laughs> So he never squashed it. He yeah. never knew who squashed it. So he once had Vince McMahon. He was suing Vince McMahon, so he had him under deposition. You have to answer any question they give you. So he uh, had his lawyers ask him who squashed the thing, who who ratted out the uh, the union, and it was Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh, what a bitch. Because he was the highest paid guy, and he didn't want – he was like, well, if every – you know, he's basically going to have to cut my pay in order to help everybody else. So he fucking fucked over – the whole thing. Uh. Like, that's the thing, like, like, people say, like, I've heard comedians say, why don't comedians uh, unionize? And, like, to me, um, that doesn't make as much sense as wrestling because comedians don't have one employer like wrestling yeah. does. Wrestling is literally wrestlers versus Vince McMahon. 
you know, with comic with comedians, there's club owners, there's TV networks, there's you know all this other shit that that it, it would be pretty complicated to unionize that when a lot of us are putting on our own shows, basically uh, making being paying paying ourselves out of our own money. So like um, with wrestlers, though, like it's crazy how there's not a union. It's insane, and it's yeah. it's so fucked up that these guys do this and they make them travel and pay. And like I was a um, I was an independent contractor for a while, and it it's illegal if to to be a full time on a, a full time employee. Uh, as an independent contractor for one employer because the point of being an independent contractor is you're basically a freelancer so if somebody wants to bring you on full time they have to pay you know your taxes and pay all these other shit so i don't know how he gets away with it but that's got to be illegal like there's no way that that's okay the same reason he got away with being and <laughs> calling his employees essential workers during a fucking pandemic he's just He's that dude. He's and he, he gets rich, like ruthless, well connected. Yeah. He's, and he's like, there's examples. I don't, I don't know him off the top, but like examples of like, he fucks you over on his contract, but when he gets fucked on a contract, then he brings his lawyers out and acts like, this is so fucked up to me. Like whenever it happens to him, he hates it and all this stuff. It's just like, he's a, I don't know. He's a bully. He's a bully and he lacks empathy. I assume where he, it's like, ah, you just go like these people aren't asking for a lot. Like your mar, your net worth yeah. isn't going to be chipped into. It's just not going to grow quite as fast. Is he the modern day like P.T. Barnum? Uh, in some sense, I guess. Because that guy, like, it's funny. Like, uh, speaking of the cemetery that I went to, there's like a two. Uh, we talked about it last week. There's two. Uh, there's like a mural in the cemetery for this Native American woman and her husband, who were essentially attractions at P.T. Barnum's like circus. Um, that that's like they literally were like, "Ooh, Native Americans! People love to look at them <laughs> as if they're animals." Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they did the same thing in the Bronx Zoo. You know, in the Bronx Zoo, that they they literally put in a, a pygmy in as a exhibit, uh, like literally like a, a African bush man or something like that they literally put in the bronx zoo as an exhibit for people to see Dude. like they put a human <laughs> in <Dude>. the zoo <laughs> Whitmer, but like, recently, this whole idea of like exploitative like the idea sorry brett go ahead <laughs> it relates completely in college in north carolina where i went there was a there's a thing called the dixie classic fair which is one of the biggest fairs and it comes through to winston-salem once a year and there was an exhibit at it, like in a big tent, where it was like world's smallest woman. <laughs> okay. And this is in like 2011 or 12, and me and a couple friends were like, "Oh my god, like we should totally go see that." And so we paid like three dollars, <laughs> and then you go in and immediately regret and shame Washington. <laughs> there actually is truly a small woman in a sort of kind of. Clo enclosure and thing, and yeah. just go like, what is wrong with me? Yeah, like I, but I, I what that's I think not as bad is? though. That's not as bad as hey, let's go look at this black dude. <laughs> how, cra how crazy is it? He's black. Wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, awful. But that's true. But what what year was that one? Uh, I mean, it was like I think for the thirties or something along those lines. That's, that's, that's that, I, I, I don't know if it was. 
I don't, yeah, I don't know if it was P.T. Barnum, but it could have been. But someone will have to look it up and correct me on it. But basically, uh, the two stories, one of them is a P.T. Barnum story. Is he literally had a young uh, Native American couple in his like little circus that people could come and see. And they became kind of like celebrities, like Kardashians. Like everybody's like loved. They were obsessed with this Indian couple who ended up uh, dying really young, tragically for some reason. Uh, but there, there's a memorial in the cemetery is why I brought that up. But oh, um, okay, yeah. But the the pygmy thing is they put a pygmy in. Is that see? I don't like. I don't know how far PC terms are. is pygmy still okay to say, or is that not okay? The thing to say, isn't it? it? I imagine it's I don't not. Know. But it, you're not. Yeah. There's no malice in there. Yeah, so uh, I'll say pygmy for lack of a better word. Uh, they literally just put him on display. Whitmer, if it helps anyone who might be offended, Whitmer's retarded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying an offensive word. <laughs> I hope the joke is clear. All right, go ahead. Anyway, sorry, we were talking. So you saw in 2012 just a little person. At least that's like a... Um, a superlative, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, at yeah. least there's something there. Like, there's a modifier to yeah. woman. It's not... <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I don't know. I No, I, yeah, yours is more offense, like, egregious, of course, but then it is like, wow, that was in 2012, but then you also go, like, the moral argument, and not moral, but the logical argument in your head, honestly, is like, in some ways, what are our options for employment? They are limited. Um... Yeah. Because you know you can't. Nothing is unfortunately like designed for her. Yeah, I almost like think that they have the ultimate freedom. Is like she gets to be paid for being a small person. Yeah. Like there's like, um, I was watching like an episode of like my six hundred pound life. Right. Um, because I'm halfway there. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, that was for you, Brett. Um, <laughs> because uh. <laughs> Uh, but there was like a woman who like eats jars of mayonnaise on like she's like a cam girl, but guys pay her to like watch her eat stuff. Yeah, oh, <laughs> and like right. she just eats like all, all like several pepperoni pizzas and like she just does it on purpose. And I'm almost like that's like that's like like that's her version of like playing the garden. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. she's like I get oh paid for this. That's <laughs> America, just man. A jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> Yeah, so good well, for her, right? It's just taking what you have and making the best of it. Like it's weird that you mentioned that because I was <laughs> this she is gonna pizza like a motherfucker. This is such a stereotype, but I was watching the Andre the Giant documentary last night on HBO and mm. uh that's exactly what he did. He was just a giant he was born with giantism and then what else was he gonna do except become a wrestler? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it, like it is a like flaw or, you know, turning your weakness into a strength in a way and making bank, making that sweet fucking cash. Certainly the Andre the Giant became, you know, an internationally renowned star. This woman at the fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for fuck's sake, there was like hay in the enclosure. Oh, <laughs> I don't this think there literally was, but it was just like a chair. This might sound controversial, but like I firmly believe that any woman in the world could be a cam girl, regardless of what they look like, regardless of what they do, because there is definitely a group of people who would want to see it. Yeah, there is. They're just like the only thing that's keeping like like for, from every you know is like your expectations and standards for who you are as a person. If you, if you lower those drastically, you could probably make. 65k a year as a cam girl eating mayonnaise or doing something gross or See, whatever the hell it is that well, people pay. Not all of us are on unemployment, so maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's my thing. I would go even further. I would say anybody could be a cam person. 
Like there's I, there's someone who wants to see Brett fucking <laughs> on all fours covered in mayonnaise. There's somebody yeah. who's like, you are perfect. What if, what if Christian got really specific with his description? <laughs> There's someone, someone in Long Island City who wants to see Brett sprinkle some paprika on his back, <laughs> and while he reads my screenplay. <laughs> There's some weirdo out there who wants him to do that while lifting up a wrestling belt. But Christian, <laughs> Christian, you might be right that anybody could, but I have to say, like. You're, you, I, there's a significantly less people in the world who want to see Brett r- as opposed to just any woman. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably true. Because <laughs> I feel like the, I'm going to become much- a billionaire just to prove you wrong. I'm going to become the world's <laughs> richest cam boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, any woman? Yeah, here we go. <laughs> uh, that's. I think those are both good theses. I agree with both of them. I kind of think Christian's right, I, but also. The, the the thing about comedy is it sucks to like not succeed succeed in, but also like there are worse things to not succeed in. Like if you didn't succeed in being a camboy, that fucking <laughs> sucks. Like yeah, that's bad. Someone out there saw you doing whatever weird thing you were doing. <laughs> so you know Brett, what I mean? Brett's immediately like, I paid so much money for mayonnaise, and then no one watched. <laughs> He's like, I can't reuse the mayonnaise that I spackled all over my body now. I bought a can. But then I make a video, me sadly eating mayonnaise, and then that goes viral. And then it's like, it's like I bought a red camera, and that sent me back a lot. I dropped 42 grand on a cinematic level camera. As a comedian and sketchmaker, Brett never bought the red camera, but for his gambling videos, he's like, all right. I'll invest in something worth it. <laughs> Christian, I got a 4K black magic. <laughs> this is what they use to shoot Lord of the Rings on. <laughs> with the film. I use film. Oh, I my do- God. I got the money to burn on film. Oh, well, I think that's a, an appropriate place to log off on. I know Whitmer's got to go. I would like to promote my Camboy sessions. <laughs> go to Cam Soda. <laughs> And uh, look up Lanky Man. Look up Slender Man. <laughs> I wear a Slenderman mask while masturbating. What do you guys got to plug? Um, I want to plug two things. One, Hungry Wit. Go to HungryWit.com. Follow me on Instagram, Nick underscore Whitmer. Uh, tons of food videos, tons of food pictures. I have recipes. I have everything you want. It's going to be really good if you like that stuff. Also, some videos of stand-up and things like that. Also, I want to plug this podcast, guys. Oh, dear, man. We're doing this even in a fucking pandemic. I know. So, you know, we work really hard. And Jordan Rabel gave me some advice saying if you tell your listeners that if they don't tell their friends about this podcast that we're going to stop doing it (laughs) um i don't know if i could be that crass but guys listen tell your friends this is this getting bigger only helps us tell your friends or else we will kill christian yeah (laughs) put christian's life on the line so do what you gotta do uh shout out to dan ashy dan ashy uh our biggest Probably our biggest fan, number one listener. He uh, shared it on Facebook the other day, uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe in one of the episodes. So that was really nice of him. So, oh, like, share it on social, share it on social media. Where this is like a grassroots movement, baby. This is like yeah. Bernie Sanders. We're in this, baby. We need some support. So help us out. 
I want to say that I prefer that we're more like Trump, but Christian, go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, all that. And uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Um, follow me, Christian Duran Duran, on Instagram, C Duran Duran on Twitter, Christian Duran Comedy.com, King Latifah, streaming everywhere. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. All right, guys. All right. Thank See you, you next week. Bye bye. Later.